You're listening to MeSearch. I'm Crystal. And my name is Dustin. We're two friends taking space. And making space. For other Filipinos to share their stories and insights. Join us as we talk to folks in the community to discover how they became trailblazers, business leaders, and bosses. Hey, Crystal. Hey, Dustin. Hey, everybody. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm into that energy. I'm into it. Oh, that was such a good start. Oh my gosh. I'm like so hyped right now. Thanks. Oh oh my god, I'm so sorry. You know, Boo, like this sound wave that I'm going to send you is gonna be off the charts. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm looking at the the sound waves and it was going past the little bars of um I don't know, like it's clipping capacity. Yeah, it's clipping. Mask, max, 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 oh my god, max capacity. Max capacity. We'll yeah. deal with it. We'll deal with it in post. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a while since we've just chatted about things in our lives. Yeah. In our yeah. own lives currently. So, how are you, Boo? And what's the haps with you? What is the haps? There's so much haps right now for me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, I don't know if I should say any of the things that are happening. Oh. But also, I'm very excited with where my life is going. Yes. And maybe I'll leave it at that for now until <gasps> I can have more guaranteed information. Because I also don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm working on some cool projects. I am trying to spend more time in my life just doing things that bring me joy, including working on this podcast. That's just one thing that I really enjoy doing. I'm trying to also take care of myself a bit more. Yeah. um, Because before we started recording... Crystal and I had a conver- just a brief conversation about, you know, the joys of aging. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am trying to be more mindful about my skin health. <gasps> oh, my God. Yes, me too. I'm trying to get a skin routine that will work for me. I was very acne prone growing up. So, like, I'm very particular about things I put on my face. Mm-hmm. But CeraVe products, Cetaphil products, I'm into them. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be more mindful about um, wearing SPF more regularly. Yes. And, uh, you know, looking out for this face here. Yeah. And like all other skin parts on my body, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep that glow, boo. Let's yeah. keep that my glow. Youthful, my youthful glow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also I'm also uh trying to get into better shape. Mm. It's a uh, hot boy summer, hot girl summer. As they say, I don't know, is it? You're so hip and happening. I'm so hip and happening. 
<laughs> I'm trying to to get in a healthy, healthy shape. Mm. One that is um, in a better condition than I am right now. So that's what is going on in my life. I'm looking after my health. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad. Health and happiness. Health and what happiness. You? Um, you know, we are in alignment, boo, because samesies. Yeah. We literally just bought some new um, skincare products, and I am happy to report this skin is so soft and so glowy with the new products that we've been using. Nice. And yeah, it's been it's been lovely, you know. I feel like me and me and Mike have been like we were really into our our skin skin skincare routine for a while and then for like a moment mm-hmm. like we weren't as diligent with it but like we're back and it's like ooh our skin is Poppin. Our skin is poppin'. Skin is poppin'. Yeah. And Do you drink enough water? Oh yeah. We've been you we've been chugging that water like it's a marathon. Water supposedly the fountain of youth. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, we've also been eating healthy. We've been eating a lot of um, raw veggies in, like, fun ways, like in, like, fun, delicious sandwiches. Um, I just want to give a shout-out to Wax Paper out in Los Angeles. They really ignited uh, this deeper interest in eating healthier because of their Ira Glass sandwich, y'all. So I am hardcore carnivore, okay? Like, give me meat to eat. (laughs) And I will definitely eat it and then some. I love me a steak. Like, you know, like, if you want to cheer me up, you send me a steak, okay? Just if you're wondering, send me a medium rare or rare steak, Anyway, <laughs> you can send us steaks at P.O. Box. I'm just kidding. I don't <laughs> we should probably get a P.O. Box at some point. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I agree. I agree. <laughs> um, but we've been okay. So this sandwich, right? It's like my most favorite sandwich of all freaking time and it's a vegetable sandwich of all things a vegetable sandwich a vegetable sandwich called the ira glass y'all if you are in the la area if you are in los feliz or uh chinatown they have their locations there get an ira glass um all their sandwiches are named after npr hosts which is really cute and lovely um but yeah the ira glass is my all-time favorite sandwich um, and it's just like, ugh, it's on like the best bread ever from Bub and Grandma. So shout out to Bub and Grandma's too. Shout outs. Shout out. If you go on their website, you can see all the different places where they, um, distribute their bread because their bread is the best. Um, but so wax paper, they put this sandwich on some Bub and Grandma's seeded bread. There's a layer of avocado, a layer of uh, pickled onion and raw onion, um, some alfalfa sprouts, some cucumber, and then some shredded cheese. And it is just so delicious. And I, you know, it's just a vegetable sandwich, but boy, the flavors are so good. 
And it inspired me because sometimes they're closed and sometimes you don't feel like driving. Mm -hmm. I have been trying to recreate this sandwich. So we've been eating healthy sandwiches like for the last couple of weeks and salads and finding new delicious ways to get nutrition into our good nutrition into our everyday lives. And it's just been really, really nice and also fun just like experimenting in a new way in my laboratory, mm-hmm. aka the kitchen, so that we are healthy beings, you know, especially, you know, in it, last year, it was hard to just like eat healthy. You kind of yeah. just wanted to eat what you wanted to eat to kind of get you through the day mm-hmm. um, of the challenges of last year. So I wasn't eating very healthy. Um, it wasn't, you know, at all balanced. It was like, let me just eat all things that I want to eat. I don't care how many calories it is. I just want to eat it. <laughs> um, health. Here's to healthy food, healthy lifestyles. Here's to healthy food and healthy lifestyles. Here's. And also just regular unhealthy food is good too. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Okay, yeah, let me just be clear. Like... We are definitely eating healthy, but we are also allowing ourselves, you know, moments of, like, food that we used to eat more regularly, like Korean bar. <gasps> we went to Korean barbecue last oh, weekend that for so the good. first time in so long, and it was just so wonderful. Um, we went with Michael's friends because it was his friend Kevin's birthday. Happy birthday, Kevin, once more. Happy birthday. And yeah, but then like the day after, it was like back to back to salads. And like I wasn't even, not salad, not just salads, back to healthy foods. It wasn't as excruciating as it used to be going from like, okay, we're going to go back to like salads. Yeah, healthy foods doesn't have- or healthy foods don't have to be untasty or tasteless. Yeah. Yeah, healthy foods are good. And you know what? I even made great choices at Korean barbecue with the exception. Uh, and you know what? No, not the exception. I had a little bit of rice, which was fine. Mm-hmm. And, but for the rest of the time, I was just eating uh, my Korean barbecue with the radish wraps and the kimchi and salad. Because um, so I was uh, reading or watching. I can't totally remember what kind of media it was, but I was learning about how healthy foods are associated with more Western food and non-Western food is really not highlighted when it comes to like healthier options, which is not true because you can definitely have healthier options um, when you're eating food outside the Western canon. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, like when I was at Korean barbecue, um, I did have a little bit of rice. I didn't eat all of it. I had like a couple spoons. Um, but you know, there's the radish wraps and then you put the get the radish wrap and then you get a little bit of the salad and mm-hmm. then you get a little bit of the kimchi and then you put the beef on top. Hey, yeah. healthier. And you know, there's a lot of you know, healthy options in Filipino food as well. I feel like there's a misconception that like, oh, Filipino food is so heavy and um, so oily. That's not always the case. There are definitely some delicious oily Filipino foods, just as there Mm. is, uh, you know, really oily hamburgers and cheeseburgers that I love in American cuisine. So let's stop that stigma. About what's healthy and what's not, because every culture has healthy options. So, 
you know, I think if you are navigating this healthy lifestyle of healthy food and nutritious food, uh, we don't have to limit to ourselves to Western food for sure. We have healthy food mm-hmm. everywhere from all around the world. So go out and find it, seek it, love it, explore it, all find it, the seek things. It, love it. <laughs> yeah. Find it, seek it, love it, explore it. Find it, now. seek it, love it, find it, seek it, love it. <laughs> so speaking of non-Western foods and yeah. where we are at this episode is highlighting Filipino food. I did my best with that segue. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) So today we're interviewing Jackie Ortiz. Jackie is originally from Chicago, Illinois, and she relocated to Southern California about seven years ago before launching Pasadena, California clothing brand Sarapti's. On Sarapti's.com, you'll find t-shirts, sweatshirts, and hats that proudly rep the names of some of your favorite Filipino foods. With a professional background in brand development and marketing, Jackie started Set Up Tees as a side hustle, and we'll talk about how quickly it's grown. We'll also hear about how Jackie's experiences from Illinois to California played a role in her relationship with the Filipino culture and the community. Let's get into this episode! Let's do it! Okay, welcome Jackie Ortiz, Woo-hoo! owner and founder of Pasadena, California's Filipinx t-shirt company, Sarapti's. Welcome, welcome, Yeah, welcome. thank you so much for joining us at MeSearch. Thank you for having me. I'm stoked to be here. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, before we begin, Jackie, can you please paint us a picture of where you're at in this moment, maybe mentally or physically, uh, for our listeners? Give us a sense of what's going on in your space. I'm feeling good. We're reaching the end of COVID, at least a light in the tunnel uh, for us in the United States. Can't unfortunately take it for elsewhere, which kind of makes me sad, but I'm feeling all right. Um, I'm feeling hopeful and excited for what lies ahead. Beautiful. So we're here to talk about Sarapti's, which is your your brand, um, and you feature Filipino food um, on your merchandise, t-shirts, totes, hats, and whatnot. But I want to kind of get to know a little bit about what you were doing before that. So can you give us a bit of background on the work that you do professionally? Sure. Right now, I work at a tech company called Doist. It was a bit of a shift for me because Prior to that, I had worked in arts marketing. I worked at uh, in regional theater for five five years, about around. And I thought that my whole life was going to be in arts marketing. And uh, I recently made the switch around ten months ago into tech, and it's been a huge a huge leap. Uh, but it allows me the company that I'm with allows me to work from home permanently. So that's been a really nice. Uh, and then when I first moved to LA, when I first moved to California, I lived in Long Beach and I worked as a music teacher in um, Orange County. So I worked at a school of rock teaching little young ones how to sing oh, nice. uh, the White Stripes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a lot of different paths. I kind of 
shifted a lot. That was kind of just my experience though. Like even when I was in college, I just, I changed my major a bunch of times. I was a vocal performance major. I was a marketing major. I ended up with an anthropology degree somehow. Um, and I think a lot of it came from not being tied to the vision of a suit and tie that I needed a nine to five to uh, be successful and to be happy. And I think midway through like my college education, I was like, I'm going to get a marketing degree. I'm going to, you know, make my parents really happy and get that nine to five. And then I ended up kind of scrapping that whole plan because I, I just wanted to learn. I wanted to actually enjoy what I was learning. And I felt like I wasn't doing that before. So, yeah. All right. So y'all can't see, but Jackie is repping an Ube uh, beanie right now. Super cute. Check it out on her website. I'm a new lover of Ube. I grew up not liking Ube as a kid. I know, I know. It's like <laughs> the least Filipino thing to say ever. <laughs> but yeah, I've recently just fallen in love with Ube. And that was like my my Lola's favorite thing. So it was like very sad because like during her birthday, she'd have Ube cake and I wouldn't eat it. But now I'm like, give me all the Ube cake. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, there's a side note there. Um, but <laughs> check out check out the Ube uh, beanie, y'all. But yeah, so can you tell us why it was important for you to highlight Filipino food in your brand? I feel like I always ran away from my Filipino identity. I grew up in a pretty white suburb outside of Chicago and outside of like my own family and select group of friends. It was kind of just we were the only Filipino ones we knew. So growing up in school, I kind of, I feel like a lot of Filipino Americans have the same experience of walking into a lunchroom with your mom's leftover sinigang or nilaga or caldereta, and you sit down and your classmate goes, what's that? Mm. Why does it smell like that? <laughs> like, so there was a lot of that. And it really wasn't until I relocated to LA that I felt like I needed to reestablish a relationship with my my own Filipino identity and figure out what it means to be Filipino, what it means to be American, and what it means to really toe the line between those two identities. Um, I've always loved Filipino food. My nana raised me. She lived in our house for a very, very long time. She cooked delicious, delicious food. And there's a lot of guilt that comes with me running away from that identity growing up because internally I was very proud of that. You know, I was proud of home cooked meals. I was proud of this established dishes that she had that were unique to her that had no measurements at all, but we could talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, to me, I feel like Filipino food hasn't gotten its due celebration. And I guess in conjunction with me reclaiming my Filipino identity, also celebrating the culture that raised me and made me, uh, that was the reason why I turned to Filipino food for the t-shirt company. That's awesome. Um, you mentioned that it was when you moved to LA where, you know, you really started to want to reclaim your Filipino identity. And what, what was it about this specific move to LA that ignited that for you? 
I think because I've grown up without many Filipino people around me besides my own family, mm-hmm. moving to LA was kind of a culture shock because I had never just been surrounded by Filipino culture in that <laughs> in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was kind of this disjointedness between growing up Filipino American in Chicago and just what I was experiencing in Los Angeles. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm, yeah. Just like all the Filipinos. <laughs> all the Filipinos are here. There you are. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, there's, there are other people that look like me in the world. <laughs> Did you have an understanding of what it meant to be Filipino in Chicago? Like, did you have any Filipino identity um, established within yourself when you were living in Chicago? There was kind of that separation because I feel like I had immense pride in my culture within my own family, like isolated. Mm -hmm. But when it came to interacting with other people, and this was like, especially when I was growing up in my adolescence and my teenage years, that it felt safer to not engage with that Mm -hmm. because you know there were no safe spaces for me to be a beautiful brown person you know I was encountering people not wanting to date me because I'm brown Mm. you know people not understanding why I have a Buddha in my house even though I'm not Buddhist I'm Catholic (laughs) and uh, just the nuances of being Filipino American so yeah I would say that immense pride internally but it was just a very like it was a struggle like I felt like I was definitely keeping my feet in two very different worlds well I'm glad you made it over here to Los Angeles and felt inspired to uh, represent you know the culture and we're gonna talk more about that right after our break ooh segue (laughs) y'all (laughs) you're listening to me search a podcast featuring philan perspectives we've interviewed some really inspirational people so far and it's been such a gift to learn from folks in the community about what it is they do and what it is they experience as filipinos Let us know what you think. Rate us and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Catch new episodes on the first and third Wednesday each month. All right. And we are back. Woo-woo. So, Jackie, you're originally from Chicago, uh, as we we chatted about before the break. And you uh, relocated to Southern California, Los Angeles. And you've built brands, including your own. Um, So what do you feel like is the coolest or most memorable thing you've experienced while developing Setup Tees? Community, really. It was unexpected. And I just thought that I was building (laughs) this t-shirt company and taking a huge risk because if you look at the design of the merchandise that I create, it's very plain. It's just letters on a hat. And there was part of me that was like, people that might not be interested in the things that I'm creating. And that was really scary. Hmm. But what really guided me through that was the community. Like, I think just meeting the sheer amount of Filipino 
American entrepreneurs and small businesses and restaurants just through having this t-shirt company has been amazing. And all the cool pop-ups and stuff I've been able to do along the way. Um, one of the first things I did was a Ponset uh, party where we read Cora Cook's Ponset. It was with my friend, uh, Bill M. Family. And uh, it was a family event where they learned how to cook Ponset. And I actually ended up writing a song a children's song about concert and its uh, cultural significance. So it was kind of melding my two worlds of me as a musician and then me as a business owner and me in the Filipino, all those things. By the way, y'all, Jackie's got some vocals. Ooh, <laughs> sample! Oh, don't ask me to sing. (laughs) Check out, but you do have music on your Instagram. I do. Um, I remember going through some of your 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 posts. I'm like, oh my gosh, she can sing. (laughs) You have like some well produced music on your Instagram. I was like very impressed. So that's a side note. We're not we're not uh, we're talking about Saraptis, but I just wanted to (laughs) shout that out because you know, multi talented and whatnot. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. Multi hyphenates. I feel like that's a very Filipino thing. Yeah, yeah. So how long have you been in in Los Angeles? Seven years. Have you noticed a difference in what you understood to be Filipino um, in the community in... Yeah, I think there's just... A lot of it has to do with resources. I feel like because there's like this tangible thing of there's stores and there's people and people you can talk to about the culture, uh, people you can learn from the culture directly. There isn't that much of that in Chicago, I would say, outside of like, my dad's from a small province called Laguna. He's from Paitet. And I think a large part of like preservation of Filipino culture when I was growing up was from the Paitanian association that we would have like gatherings and I would have to sing the Star Spangled Banner at every year. <laughs> But yeah, I, I would say that there's there was a large difference between uh, what I know now to be Filipino, my Filipino identity in LA versus the person I was in Chicago. So you're doing marketing full time and Saraptees. Would you consider that your side hustle? I would consider it my side hustle right now. I think the vision is for me to do it uh, in a larger capacity. Later on, I think uh, my grand vision for Seraptis is to be able to do more collaborations with the community, to do more pop-ups with restaurants around the nation. And that's going to take a lot more of, of, of my time moving forward. So definitely having a larger space in my, in my time is down the line for sure. Uh, so you've been doing entrepreneurial work in the community in Southern California for a bit now. How has the response been from your family back at home in Chicago with regards to all of the cool stuff that you're doing in in SoCal? They've been supportive. My parents, at least, have always been super supportive of everything I've been doing. They still kind of say, like, we will pay you to go to medical school if you want to. But at the same time, I feel like they're very understanding of... Mm -hmm the amount of joy that I'm getting from what I'm doing. And I think 
a lot of ways living vicariously. <laughs> I'm living their dreams a little bit in that way of just being a little bit more free only because they kind of had a path set out for them where they wanted to get married and start a family and all the amazing things that, that they've been able to do and the life they've been able to provide me and my brother. I think they understand that I'm on a, a little bit of a different path, but it still brings me a lot of joy and happiness. And yeah, they, they've been supportive. I'm, I've been pleasantly surprised. <laughs> That's awesome. That is definitely a blessing. So now at, at this point, I want to take you back to an earlier time. Imagine you are standing in front of your younger self when you were deciding, hey, I want to open up this thing called Seraptis. From all of what you've learned in launching your own business and building your own brand, what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned along the way that you would like to pass along to your younger self? Oh, man. Good question. I would definitely tell my younger self that anything's possible. Everything feels possible. And that's for a reason, because it is possible. And also, never be afraid to ask for help, especially when you're venturing into very new territory. In my case, it was retail, things that maybe you don't have experience with. Feel free to ask someone that has done it. Don't feel like you have to reinvent the wheel to launch your dreams. Well said. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Go do it, y'all. Go do what you want to do. Yeah. What advice might you give to other folks who are thinking about doing side hustles? Um. I think you always get to a point where you kind of just have to make the leap and just try it. When I launched the store, I had like one product. We were actually making hand pressing the shirts in our house, which quickly after uh, seeing how well received the shirts were, we had to scale really quickly, which was a, a very large learning curve for, for me and uh, in my entrepreneurial journey. But I would say there's only so much research and development you can do at some point, And you just got to jump both feet in and, and give it a shot and see how it goes and kind of learn as you go in a way. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say because I, I am the kind of person that just did, will research until I don't do anything. <laughs> so just researching and researching and researching until I'm paralyzed either with fear or just burnt out. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so I feel like just taking the leap, just doing, doing the thing and seeing where it takes you. Were you afraid? So afraid. I think one of the things that I'm, you know, I, I didn't realize was just how much money having a business costs, just how much you have to spend up front to just get things going. And, um, I think there was a period of time where I was like, am I just gonna, have no money and then also not sell anything. And that was a really huge worry. Um, and also I was afraid that people just wouldn't like the product. So, uh, which thankfully I was very, I was proven wrong, but, uh, yeah, I was definitely afraid. It's definitely scary, but it's worth taking the leap always. 
We cannot harmonize nor sing like how Crystal and Dustin do, but we try. I'm Greg. I'm McCoy. I'm Dee. And we're Gamchat. We're three gay films discussing topics from culture to LGBTQ identity, politics, current events. We're just trying to make sense of anything and everything in the world today. Like, did my mom just like an All Lives Matter post on Facebook? Or, how do I tell Tita Baby, stop calling me Tabachoy? Or, kinks and heartbreaks so like a typical tuesday for you no no every first and third wednesday awkward all right find us wherever you listen to your podcast i have a i have a side question punsit party is ringing in my mind (laughs) Um, my question for you is what is your Favorite variation of Bunset? Ooh, that's a good question. Ooh. Mm. Variation? I do sometimes like just like classic like uh, Bunset Canton mm-hmm. with the thick noodles because I think people like, I don't know, there's like a divide between the thick noodles and the rice mm. noodles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it when they're both mixed. I'm Ooh. allergic to seafood. Mm-hmm. So I can't have shrimp or anything, even though like, I, I love the idea of shrimp. Like one day I was like, so, someone will find a vaccine for seafood allergies or something. Like, <laughs> so that I could try that. Cause I feel like a lot of like, like bagaong and all that stuff I can't have because of my seafood allergy. And there's Aww. all that like elements of, of Filipino food that I'm missing. Um, but yeah, I would say I, I love a canton, like pancit canton with chicken or pork. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? I'm I'm pro thick noodle. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it thick. Yeah. yeah. Keep it spicy. What about you, Crystal? You know, I love bansit sotanghon. Like Ooh. I just love like the bounciness of it all and like the rice noodle, it just like takes the sauce. Yeah. Yes. There I gosh, I, I wish I could remember the restaurant that we ordered postmates from, but they gave us so much bunset, like bunset for days, and it was a delicious sotanghon. And it was just, I, I have never heard of this Filipino restaurant, and it just showed up on my Postmates, and I'm like, oh, I'll give it a try. And it was a gem. Yes. If folks want to learn more about you, where can we go? Uh, for the t-shirt company, it's seraptees.com. We are very active on our Instagram, instagram.com slash And for my personal stuff, if you want to just see all the random things that I post on the internet, I'm at Jackie O pretty much everywhere. Um, if you search it, you will find me. I have no secrets. All the websites probably have my data <laughs> and <laughs> I'm giving it out free. <laughs> cool, cool. Very cool. So final question for you, Jackie. Uh, what has put a smile on your face recently? Good food. I, I I mean, I'm obviously a big fan of food, but there's this kind of state of bliss that I get put in when I have a good uh, taco. So <laughs> we Ooh, went yes. to Sonora Town this past <gasps> weekend. And every time I go there, I'm like, this place oh. is just the best it's the it's the oh best. my god i am with you 
Jackie. Yeah. It's so good. And we had, we like ordered way too much food, but none of it went to waste. We were eating it for like three days straight. And even when it's cold, I'm like, you know what, this place, more people like, if, if there's one thing that I want people to know when they come to California, it's like, get a good taco, get a good burrito, got some good Filipino food, but mm-hmm. also there's just a lot of good food. Like that put a huge smile on my face and <laughs> yes. made my stomach very happy as well. Love, love, it. love, love, love. Sonora Town is so good. Oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> Whew. All right. Well, Jackie, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure speaking with you. We're so excited for all that's to come for you. And y'all, this was Jackie Ortiz of Set Up Tease. Woo! Thanks for having me. Yeah. Jackie is super cool. I really wish we met her earlier in life because she might be the hippest person I know. Aside from (laughs) you, of course. Oh, whoa, oh, well. (laughs) She's got a wealth of knowledge and know-how in her brain, and I'm so glad we were able to get her on the show to kind of share what she knows. Um, So, Crystal, what are some of your initial thoughts? Well, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is that – Filipino food has not gotten its due recognition. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's coming up, but like <laughs> it's been a long time coming, um, and we still have a ways to go. Um, but you know, I think because our food has been historically reduced down to balot and dinuguan and other things that I don't even want to talk about right now. Our cuisine and even our culture has been completely misunderstood. And to anyone who has had that in their minds, I want to ask you, have you really done your research on our culture? Mm-hmm. Do you know the breadth of our cuisine? Because I would love to know why and where you got that information if you have a narrow perception and view of what Filipino food is all about. Ooh, was that an attack? Sorry. (laughs) 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 No, but yeah, like, real talk, though. Like, I I would, I hope anyone who has any kind of misconceptions about, like, Filipino food and um, any food that isn't, isn't, you know, in your normal repertory, to really think hard about, like, what kind of um, stereotypes do you hold for that cuisine and why? Because I think that's important to to ask ourselves. And also, mm-hmm. let's leave our uh, ignorant westernized pride at the door. Because I sure don't want it. <laughs> 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 and again, just like to continue on with Filipino food. Like we have so many dishes. We got dishes on dishes on dishes and dishes on dishes to have so much pride for. From Balut, absolutely, and Danuguan. Mm-hmm. You know, to, you know, the classic adobo that everyone is starting to, like, get to know and love. And here Such comes a... classic. A, here comes a... I hear, the, I hear the police. Yeah. They're after you. No! No! <laughs> um, I have to admit, I feel like my personal knowledge of Filipino food is very limited to a handful of well-known staples, mm-hmm. including all of the stuff that you mentioned. 
And I know for certain that I recognize the look and taste of a lot of Filipino foods, but sometimes the names of those foods escape me. Mm-hmm. Like I know, I'll know a Filipino food when I see it and when I taste it. Right. But sometimes I just don't remember the name. So that's on me. I need to do a little bit more research. Like, for example, if I'm looking at a dessert and it's not Halo Halo, it's not Leche Flan, or it's not Turon, like, I'll probably incorrectly call it Babinka or that rice cake thing. Like, everything, <laughs> if it's not any of those three, it's it's my immediate thought is, is that Babinka? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably not the case. Um, definitely all delicious foods, but... Uh, after listening back to this episode, I felt uh, a little bit more of an inclination to learn more of where these foods are coming from, what is the history behind them, and like what are they actually called? Because I think just generically lumping them all as, ooh, that's a rice cake, mm-hmm. is, is not doing any justice to the actual food item. Mm-hmm. So that's a homework assignment for me. That's a homework assignment for a lot of folks. So uh, write that down in your notebooks. Y'all. Yeah. And you know what? Like, mm-hmm. I just I just need to say that, like, it took me, like, a, a very long time to really appreciate Filipino foods as well. Like, I don't know if you all remember back in Thanksgiving times when, mm-hmm. for the first time, I made, like, a whole Filipino spread for Thanksgiving dinner. Um, and that's because for so long I rejected Filipino food because my mind was colonized. Mm, e- mm, yeah. Ugh. But, you know, I've been on the path of decolonization. And um, I still have a lot of exploring to do within our own culture's cuisine. Mm-hmm. There's some deep cuts, especially in Ilocano cuisine, if we're going to get real, you know nitpicky about it um there's Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that like my family used to make that i didn't really eat so much (laughs) like if it was on the table Mm -hmm. i'm like oh man (laughs) are both your parents um do both your parents have an ilocano background yes yes oh hey, i am full ilocano my dad is ilocano hey Hey, shout outs dad (laughs) shout outs (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, like there's so many like there's so many things that I still want to explore and taste within like our culture's cuisine. And it's it's exciting. And we all have uh, some exploring to do because the canon of Filipino cuisine is so huge. And there's so many regions and it's just, ah, it's just so exciting. And it's so cool to like really see Filipino food come up. You know, I'm wearing my ube uh, beanie that, that Jackie was so kind to, to give us right now. And yeah, thank you, Jackie, for the beanie. Thank you. I love it. I'm going to take a picture. I put some makeup on to take a picture and and put it on the Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like Filipino food is really coming up and I'm excited um, for more people to experience that and and yeah, freaking love Filipino food. So talking about Filipino food coming up, I'm seeing a lot of, maybe not a lot, but I'm seeing definitely a few, I guess, news articles on modern Filipino cuisine and restaurants that are popping up here and there. Mm -hmm. What is your take on the restaurant um, scene when it comes to Filipino food these days? I freaking 
Love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it so much. Um, You know, we have so many Filipino chefs doing some incredible work um, to share what we have to offer. And, you know, we have and also like just again with Jackie, like representing, you know, like our food in her Mm -hmm. her uh, clothing to to bring light to it and represent it. You know, I, I just encourage everyone to try Filipino food if you haven't tried it yet. Um, and for those in our community, I think because of the colonized mindset that is so ingrained in us that we, you know, we've been talking about, um, we also need to step up. Go try some Ilocano food. Go try some Pampangan food, you know, like see what's up with the other regions, you know, and embrace it. Just generally embrace it. We need to get on again, like, that decolonized train, uh, that work train, and know that our culture is so much a part of us, okay? And mm-hmm. it's definitely worth representing. We've been taught to hate ourselves and hate on each other, and, you know, we need to get down into the trenches and and see why we do that first and foremost. Like, why do we hate on ourselves? It's because of colonized mindset. Second, I think we need to go out and support the Filipino food scene and Filipino entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can post whatever you post about on your social, maybe you have a moment to share the great Filipino dish you had from, you know, you you went to La Cita or Petit Peso or your local Turo Turo. Like, you know, give them some love. Show them some love on social media because, you know, like, people are on it all the time. And I know for myself, I'm always looking at freaking food when I'm on social. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know about you, but, like, that is, like, specifically what I'm looking for. Um, I can only speak for myself. But, you know, like, food food is always – okay, like, people are always – I would always... love to see your Instagram explorer page because oh. it must be filled with some delicious-ass food. <laughs> yeah. Um, boo, I don't even know what the Explorer page is on Instagram so clearly. <laughs> it's basically the algorithm of suggested posts based on what you've already looked at and liked. So there's a specific page on Instagram. Um, I think... <laughs> Can well, you show me where it is? You, you might know it by something else. Yeah. So if you open up your Instagram app... Some tech help. And you hit <laughs> the um, the magnifying glass... That takes you to a search bar where you can look up content or hashtags or users. Okay. And basically, when I say Explorer page, it's all of the things that are suggested to you before you search. Uh Uh-huh. All of the content that is presented on your search page, that is what Instagram believes you will engage with based on what you've looked at and liked. So I imagine that your explore page or your search page <laughs> is filled with just images of like foods and stuff. So is am I correct? Uh yeah, that's that's pretty spot on. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's God, like that's, awesome. that's what's on my Instagram. Nice. Um and thank you for the tech help. Um Yeah, for sure. If anyone is not as, you know, uh savvy with the tech Dustin can help you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really not that great. (laughs) 
I just go on social media a lot, which is probably, um, that's my toxic trait, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But, okay, like, okay, so those restaurants I mention, and there's, like, a ton more that I can literally list off in Los Angeles. (laughs) Let me know if you want a list. Like... I freaking <laughs> love the Filipino food scene in Los Angeles. Shout out to La Cita, to, again, everyone, like uh, Alvin Kailan with Amboy Quality Meats. Go get his burgers. Uh, so much happening. You want to know more, go look for it or go ask me. I love talking about food. Like, literally, my student <laughs> in class the other day, I was talking about bread. <laughs> from grandmas and my students were like whoa you're like really excited right now and i'm like uh yeah <laughs> like you're you're like your face just like completely lights up when you talk about food i'm like you should have your own spin-off <laughs> podcast just to talk about food oh my god i, I, I feel could... like that would be such a great idea and i would listen to that religiously oh because you're so well, you're so well informed about the food scene. Ah, oh, man, boo. Yeah. <laughs> I, trust, I, I trust your opinion. You're Thanks. an expert. <laughs> I I freaking love food, and I love I just love the idea of you know making art through food because it's like an instant piece of art, right? That you experience. Right away. And it's like, it's such a, it's such a cool thing. Anyway, um, let's not continue on about food because, yeah, I can go on forever. Anyway, represent <laughs> what you're eating. Go show the world what you're eating. Go show what your mom made or your tita made or your tito or your lolo or your lola mm-hmm. or your cousin. Show them what's up. And, uh, yeah, just, just, you know, get on the team of, Team Filipino food. I don't know. Wow, that seems like a really like old person thing to say. Team Filipino food. <laughs> Am I? Uh, oh, you know what I? You know what? Oh. What term I learned? Um, what did you learn? Uh, oh shoot, I forgot what it's called already. It's like when the the young people call us older people, like Chugi. Chugi. <laughs> That was Is that so, what you were gonna say? Yeah, I'm like that was really chuggy of me to say. Oh my gosh, I learned that. I learned that um, last week too. I'm like, what the hell is, what a, what the hell is this word? And I think I read it like chi, chiagi, like chi, <laughs> chiagi, but it's chuggy. I googled it. <laughs> Google is free, everyone. Yeah, and you can learn a lot of things from <laughs> Google. Even all the hip new terms that the kids are using. Yeah. I am chuggy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm not as chuggy because I part my hair in the middle. Ooh. You do. And you are a beautiful ass brown lady. Ah, thank you. <laughs> thank With your you. Youthful hair and youthful glow. Look at you. So are you with your youthful skin because of your youthful skincare regimen. Hyaluronic acid, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, let's 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 uh Sorry. let's circle we digress. Back. Let's we digress. Back. We digress. 
<laughs> what are we talking about here? Um, yeah, just so again, just go out, go share. If you are eating Filipino food, whether you're Filipino or not, like go, go, go share it on your social. Go share it. Go tell your friends. Go tell your family. Like, let's go explore. Just let's explore some food, y'all. <laughs> anyway, um, any other takeaways, Boo, from from Jackie? One thing that I took away from this episode is that space and place really play a role in how someone discovers or expresses their identity. Mm-hmm. Because um, Jackie talked about how limited the spaces were uh, in her part of Chicago growing up to learn more about what it means to be Filipino. And when we don't have the space to learn who we are and where we come from, it becomes so challenging to develop that appreciation or love for yourself Mm-hmm. and who you are and where you come from. So it's so important to continue conversations and participating in those conversations and to hold spaces that allow us to celebrate who we are and where we come from. And that's what Jackie's doing with Seraptis, and that's really cool because mm-hmm. she kind of took her skill set and found a way to create outlets for other people to celebrate pieces of Filipino culture. And she's engaging with her community too through collaborations, which hopefully continues to grow her business. And I love that Seraptis started as kind of a side hustle project for her and that Mm -hmm. it kind of took off. People are really digging the stuff that she is providing. She scaled it up and it's continuing to scale up. So that's really cool. She loves art, she loves food, she loves community, and she found a way to intersect all of those things through Seraptis. Props to Jackie. Props, props, props. And, you know, I love Jackie's wise words. Just do the thing and see where it takes you. Yeah, do the thing. Yeah, do the thing. She also talked about how, you know, we can research something you aspire to do or be for days on days on days and days until you're burnt out or get too overwhelmed. And I know that I've definitely been a victim of that. And mm-hmm. it's definitely scary to take the leap. But, you know, just like we talked about in a previous episode, you know, even with all the education and training that you have, you really won't know what you're getting yourself into until you take on a certain role. So again, just just do it. Bet on yourself. You're definitely worth it. And even with her business, she's 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 working towards making it her main bread and butter. She still has another job at the moment, but you mm-hmm. know, these things have these things all have their own path. They all work on their own time, trust the process. As long as you're putting putting in the work, I believe that it can happen for you. You know, have faith. Have faith. Have faith. Your moment will come. A moment like this. Oh man, Kelly that Clarkson. was my jam. That I that was literally my favorite song in high school. Like this. I used to sing that song in the garage because I was embarrassed. And I would sing it to myself. I was like, I don't want anyone to hear, but I want to sing this out loud. <laughs> you know what's so funny? You know like when like people used to like I don't know if this ever happened to you, but they're like, oh, you're a singer. Can you sing something? I remember, like, I was working at AMC Theaters in Mm -hmm. high school at the time of, like, season one of, like, American Idol. Uh And, like, my coworkers would be like, 
can you sing something? And like my go-to is a moment like this. Shut like, like, up. <laughs> Shut up. No freaking way. <laughs> moment like this. Can we do it? Can we like duet that song at some point? Like a um, legitimate, like actual try yes, hard duet. We can have Glenn record it or Grayson record it or something. Let's <laughs> do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm here for it. <laughs> That. You want to give us our final word, Boo? Yes. So season one is coming to a close. We've got a few more episodes coming to you in the next couple of months, including those that feature Jeanette, Mangalit, Castro, Gregory, Pacificar, and you, the listener. <laughs> if you want to be in our season one finale, we want to know what you've what you've taken away from our previous episodes in season one. What did you learn? What was insightful for you? Join us in the me search and share what you've uh, what you've taken from our guests. Record yourself. Yeah. Share it with us, or send us a DM. All of those things at yes. me search podcast. Yes. Exciting! Damn. Yeah. Oh, I can't Season wait. one. I know. I can't oh, wait. Gosh, we're just bringing in some amazing folks here it's been such an amazing ride a moment like this some, some people wait a lifetime for a moment like oh, this it's our finale it's our finale like a <laughs> oh moment like this i'm gonna die <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll see you in the next episode. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Make sure to subscribe to Me Search wherever you listen to podcasts. Find new episodes on the first and third Wednesday every month. Check us out at mesearchpodcast.com. And find us on social media at mesearchpodcast. Me Search is produced and hosted by Dustin Domingo and Crystal Tugatti. Editing by Dustin Domingo. Special thanks to our guest, Jackie Ortiz. Make sure to follow her at SetUpTees and visit SetUpTees.com. Shout out to all our friends and family giving this podcast a shot. We'll catch you all at the next episode. We're going to get to the bottom of things. This is me search, folks. Ooh. Ooh.